0: Hello and welcome to Make It Happen, episode number 29. Today in the Make It Happen studio, I'm delighted to be joined by Tricia Audet. Tricia is passionate about education and theatre and has woven the two together in her own special brand of learning through comedy. As well as having a love of butterflies, she's also a connection to Albert Einstein, Let's hear more from this Canadian now living in Madrid. Hi, Trisha. Hi. It's really good to see you. And, um, yeah, we... thanks for having me. You're very welcome. Before we started, Trisha sent me a video of her partner yesterday, was it? Um, yeah. Asking her to marry him. So. We've just been talking about that. It's very exciting. She got it on camera too, which is even more yeah. exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so congratulations before we start. Thank
1: you very much. Yeah.
0: So, so let's start with what led you to ending up in Madrid.
1: Okay, so um, so I moved back I moved to Spain back in 2010. I was living in born and raised in Canada, and I knew that Canada just wasn't for me. I mean, it's a beautiful country and there's lots um, to do there and lots of opportunities. But I really wanted to live in a Spanish speaking country. So I picked Spain based entirely on that. Uh, Nothing more glamorous. Um, And Europe, because I'd never been to Europe before. So I'd already spent a lot of time in Central America but I wanted to explore a different part of the world. So I ended up in Spain in 2010. I had a couple of suitcases and no real plan. I didn't ask anyone's opinions or read much information. So I came like at the height of the crisis, which I'm glad I didn't ask because if I had, maybe I would have been discouraged, you know, because there was always... Uh, talk of 25% unemployment and, and all these things that could be potential yeah. So, uh, But I didn't know anything. I really didn't. Um, and I flew t- into Barcelona uh, and I didn't end up staying there though. I wanted to focus on Spanish and I know that you can live in Barcelona without speaking Catalan, but I really just, I wanted to speak the languages that everyone was speaking. So I wanted to focus just on Spanish. So I ended up in Sevilla uh, and spent a year there and then got a job in Madrid. So I basically, Madrid chose me. I didn't actually choose Madrid. It just kind of happened very organically. Okay, cool. And you have
0: done something quite unusual for a woman in Spain which is you've created a comedy project tyf
1: comedy so have you always
0: wanted to make people laugh
1: was the jokester i always loved playing around and laughing and you know in school i was always a bit of the class clown i'm sure i drove my teachers crazy um when i moved to spain i was a teacher i did want to go into entertainment but i such a risk taker back then I was it seemed like a really challenging industry to be in and you know my family was really more um, traditional and that you know I'll do something like accounting. I, I, I ended up studying accounting because it was just like a safer route and, and uh, a job that had more security and through that I discovered that I didn't like it so I ended up becoming a teacher because teachings really like entertainment isn't it? Yep, true. And I think all teachers really have an acting side to them. They have to improvise and, and it's nice when they're funny and, and, and using these different kind of skills to get students interested and involved, often using like theater. So I became a teacher and I turned all my classrooms into theater, so it didn't matter what the subject was. I always just wanted uh, the students uh, performing in some kind of way. And then through the teaching, I got the courage to go into uh, comedy, which kind of just happened to me organically as well. I started doing some improv classes and at one of the classes, these guys were starting up an open mic and they asked me if I wanted to do stand up, which I was like, I don't know, you know, let me think about it. And they ended up making the flyer and they put my photo on it and I liked the way it looked, so I was like, I'm going to give it a try. And I was hooked after the first time. And so basically, one thing led to another. And before I knew it, I quit teaching um, and decided to teach through entertainment. So I started doing comedy at schools and created like this motivational element to it and sharing my story and trying to get teenagers, you know, interested in English and interested in in, uh, being proactive in their lives. And so I've actually started a number of comedy shows and brands and tyf or tiff comedy is the newest one uh with fernando garcia torres who's a spanish comedian and yeah we started up in july and it's kind of just taken on a life of its own so we do sketch comedy which is my favorite because you get to just be like really expressive and exaggerate. And it's the style of comedy I like. I'm very much into Saturday Night Live and these type of really over the top characters. So I like sketch shows.
0: Has it been hard to get into uh, comedy in Madrid? I mean, apart from the fact that you're going from your normal natural language to a new language. And what about cultural differences in humor? Because I'm guessing that the Spanish humor is very different to the Canadian or, or um, you know, different types of humor.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just it. It's not just switching the language, it's switching the style of humor as well. And in stand up comedy, you have to make a lot of cult- cultural references to pop culture or um experiences that you have. So if I'm doing standup for a room of uh, expats, I am going to do stand-up that's relatable to them. And we see the world through the same eyes because we've all moved here from different countries. So it might not be as relatable if I'm doing standup for Spanish speakers. So you really have to take into account who your audience is and, and try to see through their eyes and try to come up with comedy that's relatable. I find that's the most interesting and engaging for people is comedy that that they can identify with um, the market yes and no on the one hand it's a really small market so there's less competition which is really nice you know there's not as many theater companies we most of us are really working together as a community so we try not to overlap and have shows on at the same time we're always communicating we now have a website together madridlive.es where we put down all of our shows so that we can cross promote and trying to get people you know if you can't come to my show on a wednesday maybe you're available on a thursday or friday so it's a good supportive community one of the challenges definitely is the the size of the uh, of our public so being in Spain, not everyone speaks English or not everyone's interested in English or not everyone's confident, or sometimes people just don't even know that there's shows on in English. It happens a lot. I meet people and they don't even realize how much is available because maybe they're just not on the channels where we're promoting. Um, So I think that's probably one of the bigger challenges is just... um, getting a, your name out to widespread audience and then encouraging people that you don't have to be fluent to understand the shows and have a good time that a lot of it can be very visual more so with sketch than with stand-ups stand-ups a little bit trickier um I think if you can understand stand-up in another language then you're definitely like got a really high level just because Often it can be a play on words or things that aren't even connected to the language itself, like I said, but connected to where you are or, or making references or quotes like Canadians. We love to quote movies and maybe people here in Spain haven't seen them or, you know, TV shows, these kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And what makes you laugh? Um, re- definitely real life. I mean, when I'm out, if you're out with me, I'm always taking out my phone and writing down anything funny that happens that I see or conversation. So it's always a risk when you're talking to me that, that it could end up on stage. (laughs) Not that I'm going to identify the people, but I find the things that happen to me the funniest. Um, And then I definitely, definitely like... um, really exaggerated characters like on Saturday Night Live. I really like Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wiig. And I love watching interviews like late night talk shows with Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel. I like, I like comedians that are just being themselves or extensions of themselves. And they just, you know, are always looking for the funny side of things, even if it's not a funny situation, but finding a way to laugh at real life.
0: Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you have a theatre project too called Trilingual Theatre.
1: How did that start? Yeah, so uh, it's Tringlish. Tringlish, so, sorry. Yeah, but a lot of people think that Tringlish is, you know, because of English. And it's not at all. Um, when I was 18, I had a boyfriend who couldn't understand me. So when he couldn't understand me, he said I spoke Tringlish. And so that's where I got the name from because it was this idea of wanting to educate in my own way. Like I was speaking my own language in education or something. Not that like comedy is unique to me, but I feel that my teaching style is definitely unique to me. And so I started teaching through entertainment and I did that like, I started that about six years ago. But now that I've started TIFF comedy and I have stand up yours as well. Uh, and big kids. I I started to have too much going on. So now what I'm trying to do is just put everything in one place, which is Tiff comedy. Which means that maybe not everything's going to make it in. I think I kind of tend to put my hands into too many places. So I'm trying to focus on just a few places. So I'm I'm looking for a way right now to include True English and Tiff comedy because True English was all about. Um, teaching or motivating through comedy and then doing an education in school. So trying to find a way to I- include it. I haven't discovered it yet. I'm still working on it, but I'm not sure if Tringlish is, is going to continue or not. Yeah. That's kind of something that I'm deciding actually like in the past week or two, it's been on my mind a lot.
0: Wow okay so we'll wait to hear what happens with that project. Yeah. Yeah but it's evolved and um, probably taken on a life of its own and things have moved on you've moved on since then so.
1: That's exactly what happened so it originally I started off I had an office in Seoul like on Calle Caretas and I would have groups come in and I would do interactive classes and then it started taking on a mind of its own and it It turned into many different things, and that's when I started doing stand-up. So I started branching out and making these different brands because it was kind of confusing what it was. It was kind of like maybe the umbrella to a bunch of different projects. So when I started splitting it into various uh, different brands, it just got too overwhelming, and I found myself doing everything mediocre. So I'm trying to just focus on one instead of stretching myself out so much and trying to have more of a personal life too. I get a little bit too obsessed with my work because okay. I, I am my work. So I have a hard time differentiating between personal and professional because I feel like my work follows me everywhere because it's inside of me. Yeah. So I can't yeah. get away.
0: Yeah. yeah so it's a challenge for a lot of people nowadays, isn't it? Who are the, yeah. they are the brand. So that does make yeah. it
1: a challenge. Yeah, yeah, it's hard
0: to switch off. Yeah, we work together to enrich education, which is amazing, as education is the solution to everything. You said that. uh What? Yeah, yeah. Tell us more I've said that, that, that many
1: times. Where did you find that? That's on so your much, website. So like, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm all, I'm constantly updating it. Because I I've always said that to people, always, because it's so true. Like, first of all the more we get students interested in education the more they want to be there the more they're paying attention the more opportunities we have to teach them about the world and different ways of seeing and understanding and start accepting that we're all different and all cultures have a different way of interacting with the world and and that's okay so it's through education that we can open people's eyes to our differences and and create acceptance and and reduce hate you know i mean that's really what a lot of the problems in the world are is because people don't understand why people think or see in a certain way or are unwilling to just accept that it's okay if we don't understand or see the same way as other people that everyone's allowed to have their own uh opinion you know
0: absolutely so, and yeah that's that's something i think we learn as expats or foreigners moving to another country isn't it That um, yeah for instance the uh, spanish bureaucracy. you see i'm always saying to people it's not wrong it's just the way they do it It just is you have to accept it otherwise you end up having the nervous breakdown and they're fine
1: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly i think that in fact everyone at some point whether you love your country or not should live in another country even if it's just for six months to, un- to just, uh, i didn't realize that canada had culture until i left canada <laughs> i always thought that other people had culture and other people had accents <laughs> so uh, you can uh, you appreciate your own culture too when you when you experience others
0: yeah yeah absolutely yeah and i discovered you've got a passion for there's another man in your life that i don't know if your fiance you knows about but albert einstein <laughs> yeah.
1: You done, you've done a lot of research no because i i think that it's possible that i may have been albert einstein in a past life you know we have a lot in common um he was german and my great great grandfather was half german so i don't believe in coincidences you know no, i came across albert einstein um creating a stand-up monologue. So it was actually my second or third monologue that I ever made. And just like having to play on words and trying to convince the audience that, you know, I may have been Albert Einstein. And it was, it was a good laugh. And it's interesting because normally when, when I write things, they don't speak to me six months later or a year later, but that monologue, I still call on all the time. It just, I don't know. I really, I really enjoyed the jokes that I use in it. Can you give us a snippet from your monologue about Albert? About Albert Einstein? Um, yeah. So he came up with the theory of relativity. I have a theory too. All my relatives are crazy, you know. Or <laughs> so he won a Nobel Prize for his contribution to to physics. I'm a prize winner too. I won something in a Kinder Surprise earlier today. I'm like usually take it. I'm like it's really cute, you know and then there's some other jokes in there that aren't really appropriate (laughs) you gotta gotta adapt the monologue to the audience so moving swiftly
0: on then one thing you will achieve before the end of 2019
1: (laughs) so yeah my major goal this year is to just trim everything down to one brand because i have five instagrams on the go which have five facebook pages and i want to trim it all down to one so i want to take out the best find a way to include the best of uh of every brand that i want to take forward and then just have one super brand that i focus all my energy to and commit all my time to and then commit to having balance and a personal life you know not everything has to be about comedy i want to start having some hobbies and interests outside of theater because when i'm not doing theater i'm going to theater you know so i want to get my hands into other juicy areas of life that have nothing to do with entertainment
0: sounds a great plan have you read the book the one thing um, No. okay I'll, I'll i'll send you a link to it it's great because it says that we really do need to focus on the one thing just one thing um, right and not get pulled by bright shiny objects which I think <laughs> yeah. we all have a, a bit of a hobbit of so is it like a involved. self-help book yes yeah, yeah. okay I can't it's Gary somebody I can't remember his surname but yeah no it's a really good book I'll, I'll send okay. you a link to it so you're really into self-help books as well what <laughs> yes. books have you read this year that have inspired you
1: um so I've got two books on the go right now I kind of bounce between the two of them the one's called the present process and uh, a friend gave it to me she said she was walking by her bookshelf and it just called out for her to give to me uh, and it's just about being present and in the moment um uh which I think is really important because we're often living in tomorrow or I you know myself I'm always striving for the next big thing and and then today kind of passes me by so it's helping me with that. And then the other one I started a couple weeks ago. I had to it's about neuroproductivity, tapping into neuroproductivity by Kirsten O'Donovan. And it's been a fabulous book. It's just about time management and mindset for entrepreneurs. So it's focused exactly um on me. I think that the book is written directly to me (laughs) helping me you know organize and lay out plans on um managing my time better which I just finished with a life coach as well Stephanie and she helped me do that too so I recommend like if anyone you know struggles with focus and and time to to use these books and and coaches to get on track because sometimes they see things that you're just not seeing, even though it's so clearly in front of you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really interested in the Kirsten O'Donnell one because she was Donovan because she was a Coastal Women member. I'm not sure. Oh, if she's really? still, yeah. She was in Madrid, I think, but I'm not sure if she's still oh. around. So I'm going to check her out. You now. know what?
1: I don't know her, but I found her on LinkedIn and okay. she was in Valencia. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I must
0: reconnect with her
1: because um, that sounds a really interesting book. It's a really, it's a really good book and it's really easy to read. So it's written, you know, and just, it's not, um, um, you know, sometimes self-help books can get a little bit too wordy and then you're caught up trying to understand the words and it's written just like you're having a conversation, you know, it's very okay. easy, very easy to follow. Yeah. 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 What's your superpower? Um, I think that I, I have a couple. I I definitely think creativity is my superpower. I'm, I feel really confident and good at seeing ideas and then turning them into 10. Like I can really on the spot come up with a, a different ideas. Like I do teacher mentoring as well. So I can watch a classroom and see an activity and then think of many different ways to extend it or adapt it or do things differently or tweak it. So I think I have an eye for creativity.
0: Cool. And what would be your advice to a younger you?
1: Um, I think would just be to not take life so seriously, to just take work seriously, right? But to just relax and enjoy the process. You know, I sometimes get very like, go, go, go. I need to have this now. I want this now. And just in, let things happen in their own time and go with the flow and put myself out there and. Be willing to work, but don't feel like I always have to be driving that. Sometimes I can just enjoy the journey without always pushing. Right. And do you have one quote that you live
0: by?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I it's either by Dwayne Dyer or I heard him quote it from someone, but he says, um, if you change the way you look at things, the way you look at things change. And I really like it because mindset is everything so you know he talks about a lot I, I i watch his videos you know if we see that we're living you know in a in a crazy hectic busy world then then that's the world that we're going to live in right so the way we choose to see things and and the thoughts that we choose play a really big role in, in in our happiness and the way we live our lives so i constantly do try to remind myself that that our minds play a big role and that we, we have a lot more control than we give ourselves credit for.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I'm waving my make it happen magic wand. What yeah. What are you daydreaming about?
1: I want to have my own sketch comedy show, like Saturday Night Lifestyle, where I get to be involved in the creative writing process So sitting around a table, writing the sketches, rehearsing and doing something new every week because I like I like variety and constantly changing things and coming up with new ideas. So definitely the Trisha show. <laughs> that name doesn't sound good, but something like that.
0: Well, maybe somebody's uh, listening or watching this who could help you with that dream. So you, you never know.
1: know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if people want to connect with you after this interview, what's the best place for them to connect with you now that you're changing a few of your brands around? and Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, the best place, I'm just going straight to TIFF Comedy. So tyfcomedy.com is the website. Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook at tyfcomedy. Uh, or my email, trisha at tyfcomedy.com.
0: Perfect. I'm
1: going to focus just there.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's really good advice. I think there's... Yeah. Um, it's easy to get sucked in, especially when we have lots of, if we're ideas people, I am as mm-hmm. well, just to get sucked into new ideas and go completely off tangent. And then you're down a track and you've forgotten even how you got down there. So it's yeah. good to be focused, particularly at the end of a year and think what you want to achieve for next year. It's a it's good a good thing to do. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So that's, that's the dream.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Well, hopefully you'll make it reality in 2020. <laughs>
1: i hope so good i think so that's the plan i'm sticking to it
0: good and on
1: that thought thank you very much trisha thank you and so hope, much i hope
0: have to, to, to see you in madrid either on yes, stage or in person mm-hmm. great bye
1: thank you